Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 94, What Are You Not Saying? It's February 8th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and clearly podcaster. I'm also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Mostovich. What are you not saying? I don't know what you're not saying, but I will say, in general, in society, there's an awful lot of things that we are not saying. So we're going to explore that. We're going to look at that. going to give you some ideas. And there's lots of reasons, by the way, that we're not saying things. So if you happen to be new to my content, I hope you're going to visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com and enter my current giveaway. It's a small way that I get to spoil my people and it's fun. So it makes me happy. So it would make me happy if you entered my giveaway. Next up is my disclaimer. I am not a therapist. I'm not a medical health professional. I am not in any capacity, any of those things. And you as a consumer should be getting your medical or therapy advice from a licensed medical or therapy provider of which I'm not. So nothing that I say in my podcast in my written material or my YouTube videos is intended in any way to be medical or therapy advice. That's my disclaimer. If you happen to be hopeless, in a really dark place, feeling suicidal, thinking of killing yourself, I'm asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to tell people. I'm asking you to talk about it. It's really okay with me if you post it on social media. What I promise you is if you start talking about it, people will help you. There is help available and there should be no shame. So that's my request. Now, what do I mean? What are, we, what are you not saying? Well, in life, there are many, many areas where we're just not saying things that could be said. We're not saying things out loud, and sometimes we're not even expressing <laughs> expressing them in any capacity, let alone not saying them. And there's a variety of reasons why, which I'll get into. So I've kind of categorized what we're not saying into a couple kind of general categories. And the first one is love and affection. Well, it's very interesting to me because uh, years ago I started, I decided I would tell people how I felt about them. And I have to tell you, it makes people really uncomfortable, like really uncomfortable, even like your family. Like I wrote my parents each a letter when I was in college, acknowledging them, thanking them for being good parents. I mean, they were separate letters, one to my mom, one to my dad. Uh, 
and like they they just was like oh oh like we don't do that and i've spent time acknowledging friends and all kinds of people and it's it's something that often makes people uncomfortable and one of the reasons is because we're not very loving and affectionate in a kind of open way like I'm oh, I'm open I'm open about it. People, people know I take candy everywhere. I'm always telling people how I feel. But at any rate, so love and affection is one area where we're not typically too great at it. So I want you to pause and think and be introspective. And does that fit for you? I don't know if it fits for you, but it's likely that it might. So love and affection. And I'm not just talking about like romantic love. I'm talking about platonic love, like the love of your family or your friends or your coworkers. I mean, how expressive are you? And what is it you're not saying? Like, I know I've told people, look, you've really made an incredible difference in my life. I mean, I've said that verbally and I've put it in writing. I'm expressive and there's still things I don't say. So love and affection is the first area. The second area I'm calling straight talk or telling the truth. So this is another area where it's a little bit of a slippery slope because there are people you work with or people who you're neighbors with or you're in a club or organization or they might be in your family, they could be in your inner circle, whatever. And there are things you're not saying that would be telling the truth or straight talk. And I'm talking about like sometimes you work with someone and they're actually kind of mean or cruel to their own child or to their sibling or to whomever. And nobody says anything like you think, oh, and of course, immediately you think, mm, yeah, I don't want to be too close to them because they're kind of they're mean, they're cruel they're not nice. But what would happen if you actually said something? Well, if it's a coworker, you know, you have to be careful at work. I'm not, I'm not suggesting you go around <laughs> saying everything at work. I mean, you know, I mean, I do, but I do it tactfully. And, um, but, you know, I'm talking about this happens on a regular basis where you, people are engaging in character assassination or, 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 to give a very broad uh, swath or, you know, is they're drilling holes in someone's boat. Well, of course, you really don't want to be friends with people who do that because, of course, they might do it to you. But we're not saying things to them typically as the general rule. Now, I do. I mean, people know that I don't associate with people who are engaging in things like having an affair. And people know that because from my viewpoint, it's not about morality, although morality is involved. It's really because having an affair is a cruel and very unkind, vicious thing to do to an innocent party. And I don't want mean people. I don't want cruel people. I don't want people who are going to be mean to someone in my tribe, in my posse, in my inner circle. No, I don't want that. Not just because they might be mean or cruel to me. I just want to be around loving, kind people. And someone who's having an affair is knowingly being unkind or cruel to someone else. Now, do most people say anything about it? No, they don't. And I understand that. I'm not saying, oh, you should, but I do. 
And to be honest, more often than not, although people don't like it, they will respect you for telling the truth and being honest because they know deep down it's not a good thing. They know that. But there are many instances where you're with people and something comes up and people are horrified, and I'll get into some examples later on, and they don't say anything. So telling the truth or straight talk is another kind of global broad category. The next category is things that fall under the umbrella of anger, resentments, hurts, betrayals. It's a big birth there, kind of the negative, you know, sad emotions. And, you know, it's, it's one thing not to say anything, but I have encouraged my children and people in my life, if I do something that upsets you, please tell me. Because I can't make it right, and I can't apologize, and I can't do anything about it if I don't know about it. Now, I, I will say I, I did a podcast on dealing with your insecurities, and in that podcast, I tell a whole story, which I'm not going to retell, but the bottom line is, in that one example, my insecure, my personal insecurity surfaced. So I did express them, and then I got reassurance. But I could have written people off if I hadn't, you know, said something and gotten to the bottom line. So my commitment is to have real and authentic relationships in every area of my life. So I want people to tell me if I upset them. I want people to tell me if they're disappointed or angry or hurt, etc. No, I'm not like thrilled, like, oh, I want to go around disappointing people in my life. No, I certainly don't want to disappoint people in life. But let me tell you, it's pretty amazing when someone you love can say, I'm really disappointed you didn't show up for XYZ and be able to say that because then I could say, oh, yes, I'm so sorry. I'm sure you're disappointed. Actually, they were disappointed and angry. Um, and I understand you're angry and I'm just really celebrating the fact that you can tell me you're disappointed and you can tell me you're angry because that's a celebration that you can express that. And I was taking care of myself because I've had a long move and too many things happening. I really needed to not drive for four hours. So it's amazing to be able to have realness and authenticity in your relationships with people you care about. Isn't that what you would want? Well, I don't know what you want, but I would hope you would want that. And that means people being able to say things to you like, I, I really resent the fact that you did X, Y, and Z. Now, people have, t people have told me things they resent. And I'm not going to give an example because you know who I'm talking about. But somebody told me, I'm going to tell you things I'm angry and resentful about. And you can laugh because they are kind of funny because they worked out really, really well. And then they told me and we, we chuckled. Um, but like how amazing to be able to have people be free, freed up to express to you that something you did hurt them, upset them, made them angry, or that they resented you for it. I mean, 
this is a whole huge category, we're not saying, but people will kind of start harboring grudges and resentments for all the things they're not expressing, or they'll kind of resort to a passive aggressive anger, not necessarily being cognitive of that. So not being able to express anger, resentment, hurts, betrayal, you know, disappointments and all that stuff doesn't foster healthy relationships. It fosters things building and not going well. So that's another category. And then the next category is minutia or little things. So there are many little things, little details, small details that we don't say that we could say. For example, she doesn't cut the celery up small enough or the way I like it. So don't give her that job. Well, why not just tell her you want the celery cut up smaller or how you like it cut up? There are oodles and oodles of examples of things that we don't say to people that would make a difference. Like, I don't like it when you drive because you follow cars too close. So that's why I want to drive. I mean, people often don't say little things or big things because they don't have the capacity for having a reaction. So there are ways that you can deliver any piece of information or any feeling or any feedback or anything in a thoughtful, loving, and constructive and, and positive way. So there's just so many things we are not saying to people that would make a difference. So I want so those are some broad categories. So I want to talk to you about the power. And this is really the ultimate power of being able to say whatever you're not saying. And and the power in saying whatever you have to say, whatever you're not saying, is that it allows you to have kind of a cleanness, a crispness, a completeness to your relationships all the time, like ongoingly, because you haven't let things build up and you haven't let things fester. So to give you the real power of that, um, my mother... God rest her soul. Uh, my mother and I were very close. It's not like we didn't. Have, it's not like we didn't have a few little minor blips of upsets over the years because we did. But we we talked them through, and we worked them out like grown ups. We didn't let things fester. We didn't. We cleaned things up, and we had the ability to say what people don't usually say to each other. So my mother and I were, had a, had a clean and complete relationship ongoingly, which is what I want to have with everyone, by the way, every single person. I don't like let things fester. I don't let things, I mean, I let things go because some things you have to just let go. But I mean, I do my part and due diligence to have clean relationships where People are saying things to me, and I'm saying things to other people. We're, we're not doing the dance of what we're not saying. So the power of this is that uh, before my mother passed, she had a little health problem, and she lost some of her uh, cognitive abilities. So she wasn't able to communicate and 
engage in meaningful conversations the way she had been prior. So the fact that I was complete with my mother and there was no unfinished business and she had always said to me the things that she wanted to say, et cetera, back and forth, you know, meant that I wasn't stuck with regrets. I wasn't stuck with, oh, I wish I would have said. By the way, I also mean, you know, I also do things because sometimes people are left with regrets because of what they didn't say. And sometimes people are left with regrets because of what they didn't do. Now, my mother knew I did everything I possibly could for her for her entire life. Her friends knew it. Her neighbors knew it. Like, there was no secret. The kind of relationship my mom and I had. So there were no regrets. But people sometimes die suddenly or they get sick suddenly or something happens to them. And then you don't have the chance to say those things that you have not been saying. So the power is not having regrets. And of course, the other power is it makes relationships amazing. I mean, it's really amazing when people can say, you know, I was mad at you about this. Or or they could say to me, you know, that podcast you did made me a little mad. I was a little mad to hear that it's truthful and you tell the truth, but it made me mad. It's like nice to be able to have people be able to be real and be themselves. So I want to talk to you now about capacity. So capacity is like how much how big or how much or, you know, like the volume of something. So when we're talking about this subject, what are you not saying? There's a lot of factors involved that limit your ability to say those things you're not saying, in my opinion. So I'm just going to go through some, some of them. So what is your capacity for love? What is your capacity for affection? And you might think, well, I have a tremendous capacity. Well, then what is your capacity for being able to express your love and your affection? What is your capacity for liking yourself, for being okay with yourself? What is your capacity for being real and authentic, being your showing up in life and being your real self with no regard for how other people are going to judge or condemn you for showing up as your real self. What is your capacity for dealing with your emotions? What is your capacity for being assertive? Your capacity to embrace your own imperfections. Your capacity to allow yourself to be loved your capacity to be vulnerable, your capacity to be okay with making mistakes in life and then cleaning them up if need be. What is your capacity for telling the truth? What is your capacity for being with the truth? What is your capacity for dealing with an upset or dealing with people who are angry or sad? Or, or resentful. Like, these are things that limit what you can say, and they're actually reasons why some people are not saying the things that they might say if they had 
greater capacities. And I understand, I understand this. I mean, we're, we're living in a society where, according to all reports, low self-esteem is at 85%. That means low self-esteem is epidemic. Well, how does low self-esteem impact your ability to say things or how does it impact what you're not saying? Well, if you don't feel good about yourself, it's extremely predictable that you're going to keep your opinions to yourself because you don't really feel worthy or deserving. So why would you be sharing your opinions or your thoughts or your feedback or saying things? Because you don't feel good about yourself. So there's all these things that impact what you can say and are reasons why you're not saying what you could say. And so what's the solution here? Well, hopefully you want to get to the point in life where you can be real and authentic. Like you can be real, authentic, and vulnerable. It's not how most people live life. It is, it is absolutely not how people live life. Trust me, I'm telling you. Listen to all my podcasts. Because you know what? You might have to feel good about yourself to be able to do that. You might have to have some courage. You might have to have some bravery. You might have to be willing to be vulnerable. And people aren't willing to be vulnerable when they don't feel good about themselves. I mean, if you don't feel good about yourself, and, you, and that meaning like you have low self-esteem, why would you want to like risk having your heart hurt? Like, you know, being vulnerable means you could... You could get rejected or, you know, people might not like you. So, you know, you want to be able to be yourself and to be well-loved for who you are and not for somebody you're pretending to be. I mean, you can do life however you want. I fully support you. I mean, you want to go have an affair? Go do it. I'm just, I'm just not having that in my inner circle. I'm just not like a fan of that. But if you want to do it, go do it. Like, I don't have any skin in the game for how you do your life. That's your life, your choice. I'm just talking about how to be like wildly free in life. It is wildly freeing to be able to show up in life and be yourself and know that some people are going to love you and some people are going to like you and some people are not going to be able to stand you. So what? So it could be very hard if you have certain things going on to be able to say what you're not saying. But I want to give you just a couple examples where you could see why it would be really powerful if more people had this ability. So um, actually, uh, so uh, years ago, I was in a public setting and someone was yelling, yelled out this nasty, nasty comment directed at me. Now, they did say my name. However, we were in a public setting and most of the people around didn't know my name and they didn't know who the person was directing the nasty derogatory comment to. And I didn't look up at or acknowledge that person. So people in the room were looking around like, who's that person talking to? So I didn't respond. Then the same person makes another louder derogatory comment. I don't respond to that either. Now people are kind of looking at each other going, who is that person talking to? And then eventually they made a third, much louder, much more aggressive derogatory comment. 
And after that one, I finally looked in their direction and acknowledged them and said, I heard you the first time. That's all I said. Now, I did look around at that point and, and everyone in the room was just horrified. Horrified beyond horrified, but nobody had the bravery or the courage or the self-esteem or the whatever to at any point say, what kind of blankety blank blank person does that in public? You're a piece of trash or whatever. Like somebody could have said that. Like if, if it hadn't been directed at me, if I'd been in the situation where I was one of the other people in the room, oh my gosh, you better believe I would have said something. <laughs> That's what happens when your mom makes you read an assertiveness book in high school. So I did end, by the way, I did end up leaving the room and the, the public area after the third comic because I thought, wow, this might not stop. <laughs> like this person might not, this person obviously can't control themselves. I mean, it was very sad, really pathetically sad. But you can see where, oh, it, it might have made a difference, not for me. But for the person who was being nasty in public, I mean, they, they just threw themselves under the bus. It would have made a difference for that person being cruel and nasty in public to get a little shaming and tongue lashing by a stranger. That would have made a difference. Now, another example that happens is common and people don't do anything, but I do. So I want to, I want to share it because it's really kind of cute and fun. So what, wherever I am out in public, if I'm in a grocery store or a big box store or a church or wherever, and there's a young child or baby crying or throwing a fit or whatever, I will go help. I will go, say I'm in a store, uh, and there's a child crying or a baby, I will go, I will immediately acknowledge the parent and say, oh, this is ha this happens to everyone. I, you know, can I say hi to your baby or your child or whatever and just start talking to the young child. Now, usually young children or babies, they will, usually, not always, but sometimes they will stop crying instantly and look at me. And then, you know, sometimes if, depending on the child, you can really engage them and the fit is over or, you know, like I will not just do nothing. I mean, I, I mean, I used to probably really annoy my kids when they were younger. Cause if, like literally I would, people have handed their babies over to me in line at Wegmans. Yes. There are witnesses for that. Like here you take them. And I do. And you know, so there's a thing where what do most people do? Well, first of all, I understand it's upsetting and can be annoying, but mostly whether it's in a store or a church or somewhere else out in public, mostly parents get dirty looks. It's not, well, sometimes they get sympathetic looks, but it's not like people rush over and go, hey, listen, mom, or hey, listen, dad, we've all been there, just want to give you an attaboy, a girl, and hey, is there anything I can do? Like, that's not typically what happens, but people love it when it does. So that's an example that makes a huge difference 
let me, I mean, trust me, I know the difference it makes. And now that my kids are older, they have a different view about that and a different appreciation for that. And I have to tell you, like, I mean, one time going into Michael's, there's two kids in a cart and the one was throwing a fit. And I said, oh, something to the mother. And she's rolling her eyes and feeling like, oh. I said, oh, how about if I play a game with your kids? And we started playing I Spy or something, you know, or maybe Simon Says, while they're in the cart. And it was, it was phenomenal. It was just like a very sweet moment. So you can take things that you're not saying and create amazing, delicious moments, which is really the whole point is you have things you're not saying about how much you love people, how much you care about people, what a difference they've made for you. And then there's things that you're not saying either, like, it really hurt my feelings when this or that happened, or, you know, I resent this, or I'm so disappointed about this. Like, we have to expand our capacities to be able to do that. So I want to talk to you about the, some things that would be helpful if you want to start saying the things you're not saying. And I hope you do want to start saying the things you're not saying, because they could make a real difference in your life. Number one, self-esteem. Well, every suggestion I'm going to make after that, after this, will help build self-esteem. And remember when I said, according to all reports, low self-esteem is about 85% of the population. A lot of that's because of dysfunctional families and because of sibling bullying or mistreatment, which happens to up to 80% of young people. According to psychology today, up to 80% of our youth are either mistreated or bullied by a sibling in their own home. That's not going to leave people feeling like I'm lovable, I'm loved. No, it leaves them wounded with low self-esteem. So one of the things that will be very helpful in moving towards saying what you're not saying is building self-esteem. So you don't work on self-esteem per se. You work on other things which help grow and build self-esteem. Assertiveness skills are amazing and are very helpful to help you say things you're not saying. Communication skills, emotional abilities. Well, emotional abilities are really one of the reasons why people aren't saying things because they're limited in their emotional abilities. And that's understandable because we're not teaching people that either. So if someone has limited anger skills, they're probably not going to be able to express anger. I know myself, I have a podcast about anger and in it you would learn, spoiler alert, I didn't know, I didn't have any anger skills whatsoever until like 2006. It was like this monumental day when I recognized, oh, I had zero anger skills. So I went to work on anger skills. Oh, I, oh yes, I did. I announced it to my kids. I said, we're doing anger differently because mommy apparently knows nothing about anger. And, and we did it and we grew our anger skills, but that's an emotional ability to be able to deal with anger. If you didn't, if you weren't raised or didn't learn anger skills, you wouldn't have that emotional pocket. So emotional abilities. The next item is not caring what people think about you. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can't imagine that, but let me tell you, it is amazing. It is a 
fantastic. It allows you to do all kinds of things in life. It allows you to say all kinds of things. And I don't mean meanly. Hopefully you're getting the idea. I'm a fan of love above all else. Love, compassion, kindness, sweetness. So I'm not talking about when I talk about saying things. I'm not talking about being mean. I'm not a fan of that either. I mean, I've made mistakes in life, trust me. But not caring what other people think about you is extremely valuable. It's very freeing and it's so helpful. And the next piece that's really going to help you if you're interested in starting to say those things that you're not saying is to have rational thinking. Rational thinking is also lacking in society, although I can't find any statistics on it. I don't know the number, but it's, I've read many places. It's very, very common. And that's where your thinking isn't proper. It's flawed. It's not logical or rational. And my analogy is it's like looking at life through a carnival funhouse mirror, except that you don't know you're looking at life through a distorted carnival funhouse mirror. So that's going to be a problem for you in saying what you're not saying. So I have some final suggestions, quite a few actually, to help you move to be more authentic, to be more real, to be more vulnerable, and to start saying the things that you're not saying. The saying of which will make a difference. Not saying anything doesn't make a difference. And sometimes when I'm coaching people, they'll say, well, I couldn't say that because it wouldn't make a difference. How in the world could you possibly know whether saying something will make a difference or not? You don't have a crystal ball. You are not the other person. You have no idea what difference it will make or won't make. It's just in your own mind you've made up the rule of, or judgment that it will make a difference. You're not them. Stop acting like you know what's in, going on in someone else's head because that's not true and that's never true. So here's my suggestions. Number one, you want to put yourself on the road to growth and development. Yes, it's amazing. Like, listen... When I learned I had no anger skills, I was I could have been like, oh, woe is me. I don't have any anger skills. No, I was like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? Oh my gosh, well, let's get going. I mean, I can remember telling my kids, oh my gosh, mommy has no anger skills. We're going to start doing anger differently. They were young enough. They were like, what? So you could be like, hey, yes. Let's get on the road to growth and development because I want to have an awesome, amazing life. I want to be able to be real with people. I want to be loved for who I am and not have to try to pretend. Yes, put yourself on the road to growth and development. And while you're doing that, you're going to want to take people with you. Take people with you on this road to be able to say what you're not saying and build a team because it's going to be way more fun. And you, you can name your team. You can have prizes. You can have party. I, I Listen, I'm a fan of fun. I do fun in a big way because life is hard. And if your life hasn't been that hard, I'm happy for you. I'm actually relieved. 
I mean, part of the whole mission here is to start making life easier for people. And when you have more skills and when you have more abilities, and in particular, when you feel good about yourself, life is easier. Trust me. So you're going to build a team and you're going to have a reward system. Yes, you want to facilitate change in your life so that you can say what's on your heart, what's on your mind. Or, or whatever would make a difference, or whatever you're not saying. I mean, I know, I know people, and I know there's an amazing, an amazing amount of things that are not being said. There just is. So get on the road to growth and development, take people with you, have great prizes and a reward system, and while you're doing that, you're going to be setting little goals. Hopefully, I've just given you some goals. You know, put assertiveness on your list, put emotional abilities on your list. You know, you're going to put, <laughs> you're going to put um, growing your heart like the Grinch. I just did a podcast about that. It's probably going to end up being one of my more favorite ones because, listen, life wounds people. It, wound, it certainly has wounded me, and I've had to go do healing work or be healed or put back together. So you want to grow your heart like the Grinch and not let life shrink your heart. Assertiveness skills, I, I already mentioned, that's just like amazing. Embracing your imperfections, that's like really cool. Listen, I'm good at a lot of things and I'm terrible. That, like there are just things I don't do because I would be so, so bad at it. And I'm okay with that. Like I, I, I'm not trying to be perfect. And we do have people who are trying to be perfect. And that's like, oh my gosh, that would be so hard. I can't even imagine. Of course, you want to make sure your thinking is rational. One of the terms for irrational thinking is cognitive distortions. And I have a whole podcast about that. And trust me, from everything I've read in the research, it's extremely common. And you don't want to be woe is me if you realize, oh, I might, I might, I might be an emotional reasoner. So some people, by the way, are emotional reasoners. They're not actually good with their emotions. They think that they're good with their emotions. But what they actually do is they use their emotions to reason with, which is not, that's, that's irrational thinking. So they use their emotions to draw conclusions and to, to rash, to, to go through life with, and instead of facts. So there are people who are like, probably listening to this podcast thinking, oh no, I'm really good with my emotions. Mm, you want to, I would self-check that. I would take an emotional intelligence test and I would make sure that you're not an emotional reasoner. It's a little more likely that you might be that. But anyway, you want to start being complete in life where you're saying the things that you want to say. So if something happens to someone you love, you're not left reeling from what wasn't said or, you know, in some cases, what wasn't done. Like, live life like there's no tomorrow. Like, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of a lot of things, as you as you can tell. All right. So, 
there's a great children's story called The Velveteen Rabbit, and that's about being real, and it's about being well-loved. And if you're not familiar with that, I would get that book and make that book your little mantra. You want to be well-loved in life, you want to be real, and you want to be authentic. And that is going to go all the way to help you say what you're not saying. And of course, we don't even talk about this in society. So hopefully now, as a result, you're going to start thinking about, hmm, what am I not saying? What am I not saying to my children, to my parents, to my family, to my neighbors, to my coworkers, to my friends? Like, hmm, what are you not saying? And what difference would it make? Well, you won't know what difference unless you say it. All right, so here's your takeaway. It's time, takeaways, it's time to recognize that there's an amazing and infinite amount of power in expressing what you're not saying. Like, there is. And it's time to recognize that saying what you're not, not saying things doesn't make a difference. It just never makes a difference. And the third thing is, it's time to start growing, building a team, and making your life incredible incredible and amazing so that you get to the point that you can say the things that you're not saying. Some of which, by the way, you'd probably love, love to say or like to say. Okay, my call to action is share this podcast so you can get other people thinking about what they're not saying and help other people grow and develop. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 94, What Are You Not Saying? I hope you're going to think about that, contemplate it, be introspective, and hopefully maybe even start saying things that you haven't been saying. If you enjoyed this pod- podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically. Visit my website to enter my giveaway. I love you. Hang in there for now. You got this. Bye.